So, you've been learning English for a long time, but you can't understand native speakers. Let's talk about it. Alright everyone, my name's Dan and I'm here to help you understand British English. And today, we're going to be talking about why you can't understand native speakers. It's a big problem, but today I'm going to be talking about why this problem exists and what you can do to avoid it. So if you're new here, do me a favor, subscribe wherever you're watching or listening to this podcast. And don't forget to join the study squad to get the cheat sheets and to get my study hacks guide right now. The link is in the description. Right then, let's talk about the problem. Why can't you understand native speakers, right? You know, let's imagine the situation. You've been learning English for a while, right? And, you know, you can understand your teacher. You go to class, your teacher talks and you understand them. You can also understand other people in your class or other people in your country that also speak English. That's cool. But you can't understand native speakers. People like me. Why? Why is that? And there's a whole bunch of reasons that this happens. Um, let's talk about what happens when you don't understand native speakers, right? You get a little worried, like, oh, is it my English level? What's wrong with me? What's wrong with me? The good news is it's probably nothing to do with you. Maybe the problem is not actually your fault. Did you ever consider that? That's a big thing to think about. Imagine this, right? Your teacher or somebody like me, a teacher, we don't speak like native speakers do. This is not my accent. This is not my real accent. This is my teacher voice. And I have a teacher voice because I want students to find it easy to understand what I'm saying, right? I use words that I think my teachers are gonna know, right? I also speak slowly, I pronounce the words clearly, and I tend to use basic grammar when I'm talking to a student like this. I think when I speak this way, it's very easy to understand. However, when I'm talking as a native speaker, it doesn't work this way. I use idioms, I use slang, and people get proper baffled. You see the problem here, right? Teachers are trying to make themselves easy to understand. So you're practicing listening to something that's basically not true, right? It's not real. It's a toned down version that's easier for students to understand. Of course, as a teacher, I need to make it so students can understand what I'm saying. If you can't understand your teacher, you're not going to be able to learn very much English, are you? It's just not going to happen. On the other side of this, on the other side of this, you know, you usually practice speaking with people around you, right? So people in your country who speak English you can understand them because that's what you're used to dealing with. You talk to them all the time and you're used to hearing their accent and whatever. 
So you feel pretty good about it, right? Yeah, I can understand English loads. And then, you know, you go to England and <laughs> things are not exactly the same as your textbooks, are they? Um, you know, native speakers don't try to be easy to understand. They just don't. They don't think about it. Like teachers, we think about it. Native speakers don't, right? <laughs> they use slang. They use idioms. They speak fast. They use advanced grammar. And they're not thinking, like, oh, I wonder if this person can understand me. They're just like, yo, let's just go. Let's talk. What's up? And yeah, that can be <laughs> pretty disheartening. When you're there, you're like, yes, I've been learning English for five years. And you rock up in London. Excuse me, how do I get to the tube? Oh, well, mate, you go down there and you go down left and you go to... What? What are you on about? Suddenly you feel like, ah, shit. My English sucks. What am I going to do? And your confidence goes down and, you know, you end up hating yourself and eating a full fucking jar of ice cream or something. You know, we've all had that downward spiral in life. Other things on top of that is all native speakers sound differently, right? We all sound different. Native speakers in England sound different to native speakers in Australia. Native speakers in America sound different to native speakers in Canada. So if you're always listening to your British English teacher and suddenly you're trying to talk to somebody who's American, it's weird, it's hard. They don't sound the same way. And that's pretty difficult, right? That's pretty difficult. So, you know, we have different pronunciation of the same word. Maybe a British person would say aluminium, but an American say aluminum, because for some reason, speaking of aluminum, I've got a nice aluminium can. Maybe you can hear. This is a drink called Guarana. You Brazilians maybe know this one. Um, but this is Japanese Guarana. There we go. So there we go. Different words. I say same words, different sounds. Also, different words for the same thing. You know, maybe you study American English and you know that it's called a sidewalk. It's a sidewalk. We walk on the sidewalk. <laughs> you get to England and they're like, nah fam, we walk on pavement. What are you on about? And like, pavement? Sidewalk? What? They mean the same thing, but there you go. Um... And also, you know, intonation and stress is different. It's different. So you've got to deal with that native speakers aren't trying to be understood. They've got different words in different places and different accents. And then we get into dialects. And dialects where even in the same country, we don't use the same words. You know, we don't. We just don't. Uh, different areas. I've got different words for the same thing. For example, you know like a, a burger bread, right? You know, the kind of bread that you make a burger from. In England, this has got about 40 different names, <laughs> depending on where you live. Like where I grew up, I call it a bread cake, but you drive like 20 minutes down the road and it's called a bomb. And if you drive 30 minutes down the road, it's called a bap. Why have we got loads of different words for the same thing? Who knows? 
Um, pronunciation is different. You guys, maybe you know uh, Stu Sensei on here. If you don't, you should follow him. We're both British. We don't speak the same at all. So, how people say, oh, I want to be able to understand British people. There's like 40 different dialects. Which one? <laughs> like, if you're trying to understand people from London, and then you go to Newcastle, oof, not going to go very well, to be honest. So these are the problems. These are the reasons that you can't understand native speakers. And even on top of that, some native speakers, I struggle to understand too, right? If I talk to somebody from like Scotland, like that's tough for me and I'm a native speaker. So of course it's going to be tough for you, right? But I've got some tips to kind of help you out. The first thing you need to do is kind of narrow down which native speakers you're trying to understand, right? Are you trying to understand Americans? Are you trying to understand British people? Australians? Who are you trying to understand? Don't try and understand everything at once. Pick one. Narrow it down a little bit. And then what you need to do is find some audio of people from that country, right? If you want to practice British English, find a British English podcast. It doesn't, I would always say as well, not necessarily a teacher. Let's say you really like football. Find a podcast about football. Find a YouTube channel about football with British people talking about football. That way, it's interesting. And you're going to practice listening to their natural accents and slang and all that stuff. So, yeah, narrow it down. Narrow it down. I want to understand this thing. So that's what I'm going to focus on. And try to block out other accents, right? If you want to understand British English, don't spend time listening to American English or Australian English because you're going to get confused. You know, let's say... 80% British English listening, 20% maybe, you know, Netflix or whatever. But a lot of the time, try and immerse yourself in the accent and the dialect that you're trying to understand, right? If you're going to live in Manchester, practice listening to people from Manchester. YouTube is sick. Find some YouTubers in Manchester. Podcasts. There's a million podcasts out there. Find a podcast from somebody from England and listen to it. Doesn't matter how much you understand, like we talked about last week. Just put the English in and get used to listening to that accent. I promise it gets easier. At first, it's going to be very difficult, but as time goes on, it'll get easier and easier. So just keep at it. Keep at it. One step further than that, you might want to be specific about exactly which native speakers you want to understand. England, 40 different accents. Which one? There's no point listening to a load of people from London if you're going to be living, you know, in Liverpool. They don't sound the same. So choose the accent and listen to it a lot. If you're speaking to a native speaker and you don't understand them, don't be scared to say something. Oh my God, the amount of students and people that I speak to that just kind of nod. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I got it, I understand. They don't understand. 
they don't understand the pretending. Great, great. Yeah, I've got it. Really, what do you think? What? Me? No. <laughs> so what you should do is say, ah, excuse me. No. Could you slow down a bit? Could you speak a little more clearly? Tell them there's a problem. Most native speakers don't realize that there's a problem until you tell them that there's a problem, right? So be sure to use things like, in business English, oh, excuse me, could you speak a little slow, more slowly, please? Excuse me, could you speak any any clearer, please? And in regular English, like, slow down. <laughs> you know, chill out, slow down. Could you speak a bit clearer? Um, and don't be afraid to ask questions when you don't understand. I don't know why people do this. It's okay if you don't understand a word. Say something. Oh, sorry, what does that mean? Could you say that? Could you say that again? Could you explain a bit more? You know, that kind of stuff. So, ask questions when you don't understand. Don't just be like, uh-huh, uh-huh, I've got it, I've got it. Don't do that. Don't do that at all. Um, because... <laughs> Trust me, in, I spent a lot of my time in Japan just being like, I got it, I got it. And then next minute I've signed up for a phone contract I don't want or <laughs> something like that. Um, so let's just very quickly recap. The reason you can't understand native speakers is that you're used to listening to teachers and they try to be easy to understand. Native speakers don't care if you are following or not. They're going to still use slang. They're still going to speak fast. You know, they're going to use advanced grammar. And they don't really care. Accents are really difficult. Loads of different accents in the world. And yeah, you're going to have to be specific about which ones you want to practice. And, you know, learn slang and idioms. And, um, you know, the ways that native speakers express themselves. Because, you know, you kind of need to get used to it, right? Um, so basically, other than that, don't be afraid to speak up when you don't understand. Don't be afraid to speak up when you don't understand what's going on. Now, in my own personal experience, I've experienced this in Japanese when I came to Japan. You know, I had a teacher in England. I could understand what she was saying a lot. You know, when I listened to the CDs that came with my little textbook, um... God, on a side note, I hate those CDs that come with textbooks. It's always absolute shit. You know, like the dialogue's always like, Hi, John. Hello, Steve. What are you doing today? Well, my dog died, so I'm going to the morgue. Oh, dear. Well, have a good day. Thank you, you too. Nobody, nobody, nobody in the history of the world has ever spoken like that. Why? I, got, I can't talk about it because it makes me too angry, but yeah, I hate those CDs. Anyway, you know, I could understand the CD audio. Then I rocked up in Japan. I rocked up specifically in Osaka, Japan. Osaka in Japan speaks a different dialect to most of Japan. They speak Kansai-ben which is different and they speak very fast in Osaka and you know they don't really care if you're following so I've had these exact same problems in Japan I know from experience how this feels right and 
I also did that thing where I just pretended to understand things. Yeah, I got it. I totally understand what you're saying. And then get home and be like, I have no idea what they said. <laughs> so I've had the same problem as you guys, is basically what I'm trying to say. And the way I kind of dealt with it, being in Japan, it's actually easier for me because I'm surrounded by the accent, the dialect, the language, right? Uh, I also do listen to podcasts and stuff in Japanese.、Um, but I always try and communicate as much as I can with native speakers. If you're in a position where you're living in a country, you know, you're living in America, you're living in Canada, Australia, England, wherever you're living, and there's a lot of English speakers, talk to them. Try and have conversations. The more you put yourself in that situation, the more you're going to learn.、Um, and just. Stick with it. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time to get better at these things. So start small. Listen to a podcast a week. You know, watch a YouTube video with somebody speaking in the accent that you're trying to understand. And just keep doing the reps, right? You know, if you go to the gym and you lift weights for one hour in one day, that's going to make. Fuck all difference to your life. But if you do that e v e r day for a year, you're gonna be like Arnold Schwarzenegger or something. So, you know, just, I know it's tough, but you've gotta keep going. And you've got to, like, stay the course. That's, that's very important in English. Right then, I'm gonna ask everybody to bang their questions in the chat. Um, if you've got any questions about today's topic or any questions in general, I'd love to hear them.、Um, somebody here likes to say, How can we improve our English in one year? Good question. How can you improve your English in one year? How can I improve my English in one year? Easy. First, you're going to learn 10 new words every day. You're going to find 10 new words. Every single day, and you're gonna study them. On top of that, you're gonna listen to loads of English podcasts, YouTube videos, whatever. Listen to a load of English, doesn't matter how much you understand. And finally, consider taking a lesson once a week if you can, online or face to face. Doesn't matter how, but if you do that every single day, you're gonna be a completely different. English speaker in one year. So, yeah, hopefully that's helpful. What else we got? got any, the chat's going so fast, I can't see what's going on.、Um, oh my god. We can do it living in the UK. Yeah, if you live in the UK, talk to people. Go to the pub. I, I learned most of my Japanese going to the bar and just <laughs> talking to people. Any suggestions for the IELTS speaking part? Uh, practice speaking generally, just don't worry about the, the test. Let me just when it, when it comes to you know speaking tests, whether it's IELTS or whether it's TOEIC or Aiken or whatever, millions of different tests out there that require some speaking. What I always suggest is don't. Practice the test, practice your speaking in general because if you're confident in speaking, you can do the test easily. So, 
I, I often recommend shadowing. Um, there's a full video on my website all about shadowing. You can check it out, but you can do that. The other thing you can do, get your smartphone and record a minute every single day of you just talking to your smartphone. Use the recording function. Uh, today I went to the park and I saw a nice fluffy dog. Whatever, you can just get used to speaking, even if it's on your own, and just keep... It's like everything. At first it's hard. If you keep doing it, it gets easier, it gets better. And with IELTS specifically, there are certain things that you need to know about how that test works to get a good score. Um, so do a bit of research into how IELTS actually works and what you can expect on the test, because each test is different. Uh, do you have any courses? Not yet, Milan, but hopefully soon. Uh, what you guys don't know about me is I actually have a full-time job, and I'm a full-time English teacher here in Japan, and that takes up most of my day. I'm working like eight while eight every day, and I'm trying to find time to make videos and stuff like that. But I'm hoping in the next year, I'm gonna be launching a course. I'm gonna be taking more online lessons uh, for you guys. So please bear with me, it's coming, it's coming. Uh, do you think Cambridge exams are outdated? Honestly, I think most language exams are kind of pointless. That's because my goal in English, uh, sorry, my, my goal in languages is to communicate, right? It's to communicate. I want to talk to people. I want to use the language. I don't really care about, you know, how, how I got 35 out of 50 on this part of the test. I don't care about that. I don't care. Um, but that's me personally. Depends on what your goals are. If you want to work in a company that needs English, then, you know, IELTS and stuff is kind of what you need. So it doesn't really matter what the test is. It all depends on your goals and how you get to your goal. But yeah, I especially don't like tests where it's multiple choice because you could get a good score just luckily. So what difference does it make? The real test is if you can communicate. Some good apps. Uh, there's loads of good apps for speaking, so you can try them out. What else we got? Got some more questions coming in. Let's have a look. The good way to improve speaking. Um, sorry, Kevin, I'm not taking people on. I'm doing a solo uh, live today. I have to find somebody else to practice with later today. Uh, easiest accent for a beginner to learn in English. No such thing. They're all different. You know, if your goal is to understand English, you need to understand like why and which accent or dialect is going to be the one that you need to do. So, you know, if you want to understand, let's say you want to go live in America, you need to spend time listening to American accents because listening to British people is not really going to help you very much. So the answer depends on what it is. But a lot of people are more used to American English. So they probably, you know, TV, movies and stuff. Probably people will find American accents easier to start with. But yeah. Depends. It depends. Is there any difference between Cockney and Essex accents? Best person to ask for that is Stu Sensei. Because he's kind of got an accent for both of them. For me, um, Cockney as an accent is not a problem. It's the rhyming slang. 
that's a bit crazy. Uh, Cockney rhyming slang. I'm going to make a video about that coming soon, so, you know, bear with me. I've got a lot of good videos coming up. Um, so let's take a look. What else we got? Uh, I heard IELTS is difficult even for natives. Is it true? Probably. Uh, some of these tests are pretty hard, right? Like, um, as native speakers, we don't really think too much about why things are. And like, you can go up to a native speaker and be like, oh, why is it this way? They don't really know why it's that way. They just know it is. So tests for people who are learning a language often test things that you're going to learn in a book that native speakers haven't really ever thought about. So yeah, it's going to be a bit of a tough one. Uh, let's do a couple more questions. We've got time for one or two more. Uh, please let me know if you've got any more. It looks like we might be done for questions today. Ah, good one. What does bear with me mean? What does bear with me mean? This is... Um, so bear with me is a phrase that we use in English that just means please wait while I do this thing. You know, bear with me. I'm just doing something. Just please wait for me. And um, it uses the word bear. You know, like, rah, but it's got nothing to do with bears. It just means, please wait. And we use it a lot. Even in business, we use this one quite a lot. Um, so, yeah, I don't know why bear, but bear with me says, please wait. Um, yeah, basically. Uh, please do more lives. I'm planning on it, but, you know, uh, I never get time. <laughs> uh, bottle of water. Uh, yeah, this this meme in English. Can you say bottle of water? Yeah, okay, so this um, a Bottle of water a bottle of water is how people expect British people to say it, but actually bottle of water bottle of water <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, For where I'm from uh, in in Sheffield in Yorkshire bottle of water water we say uh, Chuck us a bottle of water uh, but I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's see. Uh, we've got Oscar. What does Oscar say? I'm using English in my work with different people from Europe, India, and Philippines. Uh, it's fine, but when I talk to native people, I suffer. Uh, yeah, like this is a thing. Often students find it easier to understand other countries that don't speak English as their first language. So it's a bit of a weird one. A bit of a weird one. Best thing, like I said, all you can do is really practice. All right then, guys, let me just wrap this up for today. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast, wherever you listened to it from or watched it from. Don't forget to join the study squad. The link is in the description, or you can go to dansenseienglish.com slash study squad. Get my study hacks guide for free right now, and it'll help you level up your English. Don't forget to send me questions on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, whatever. Send me some questions and I'd love to hear from you. But yeah, thank you very much for listening and I'll catch you in the next one.